0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, September 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Spending bill debate extends to MFP payments. HUD veteran gets nod for top job at rural development. And China pushes local governments, banks to support pork production. Spending bill debate extends to MFP payments. House Democratic leaders hope to pass a stopgap spending bill this week, but first they have to resolve a dispute over trade aid payments to farmers. A continuing resolution needs to pass by October 1st to keep the government funded into the new fiscal year. House Appropriations Chair Nita Lowy of New York has been considering leaving out an administration request to replenish the $30 billion Commodity Credit Corporation account that USDA uses to make the Market Facilitation Program payments. Iowa freshman Cindy Axne, a House Democrat, uh, tweeted, however, that we cannot cut a lifeline to struggling farmers. I will not support a continuing resolution that doesn't include tariff aid. A key Senate appropriator, North Dakota Republican John Hoven, vowed to ensure that the payments would continue uninterrupted. Hoven chairs the Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, which controls the USDA budget. You can read more in Washington Week Ahead. That's available at agripulse.com. HUD veteran gets nod for a top job at Rural Development. AgriPulse has learned that USDA has filled the position of Deputy Undersecretary for Rural Development, naming longtime Housing and Urban Development official D.J. Lavoie to the post. Lavoie, whose first day is today, has been at HUD for more than 22 years. Most recently, he has been heading up the Real Estate Assessment Center at HUD, where he led the way in establishing a universal inspection standard for federally subsidized properties, which will increase customer service and improve the lives of millions of Americans across the country, that according to an email sent to RD staff. Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue eliminated the Rural Development Undersecretary post in 2017, but the 2018 Farm Bill mandated its reinstatement. Former assistant to the Secretary for Rural Development and Hazlitt left USDA for the White House in February. Lavoy began his career with the US Marine Corps and is a Marine Aviator and a Combat Veteran. China pushes local governments and banks to support pork production. The Chinese federal government is urging local municipalities and banks to support their local hog farmers in an effort to stabilize pork production as the country deals with the epidemic of African swine fever. Provincial governor officials are being urged to offer preferential policies and farming land, funding, and financial and grassroots epidemic prevention teams. That according to a new statement that also stresses that pork production subsidies have been extended. The announcement fits in with China's latest olive branch to the Trump administration, reducing tariffs on U.S. pork and soybeans, a goodwill gesture ahead of trade talks scheduled for early next month. China, speaking through the state-run Xinhua News on Saturday, confirmed it is exempting some companies from import taxes on U.S. pork and of soybeans. Zimua declared that China, quote, will support domestic companies in purchasing a certain amount of U.S. farm commodities. Take note, the new Chinese soybean purchases have already begun. USDA announced Friday an export sale of 204,000 metric tons of U.S. soy for delivery to China in the 2019-20 marketing year. The U.S. Soybean Export Council CEO Jim Sutter told AgriPulse he expects more of those daily export sales announcement for China, In the days to come, swine fever threatens Philippine pork industry. Seventy percent of the Philippine swine samples tested by the World Animal Health Reference Laboratory in the United Kingdom were positive for African swine fever, confirming the country's five billion dollar industry is under severe threat from the disease. That's according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service, which also reported that tests to determine strain and virulence of the virus spreading through the country have not been completed. Part of the problem, says FAS, is that 65% of the Philippine swine industry is made up of small producers with 20 head or fewer who often feed their animals cheap swill, which is believed to contribute to the spread of the disease that is lethal for pigs, but that does not affect humans. FDA finds most foods don't violate limits on pesticide residues. The vast majority of foods tested for pesticide residues were found to be well within federally prescribed limits, the Food and Drug Administration said in its latest pesticide monitoring report, which includes data for fiscal year 2017. FDA found that 96.2 percent of domestic and 89.6 percent of imported human foods complied with federal standards. No pesticide chemical residues were found in 52.5% of the domestic and 50% of the imported samples analyzed. FDA finished the second year of a special assignment focusing on herbicides, testing 879 samples of corn, soy, milk, and eggs for glyphosate and glutinousate and more than a 1,000 samples of selected grains and root crops for acid herbicides over the two-year period. Residues of glyphosate or glyphosate were not found in any egg or milk samples, while glyphosate and or glyphosate residues were found in about 60% of the corn and the soy grain samples. None, however, exceeded established tolerances. FDA flagged 22 imported commodities that may warrant special attention because of high number of violations. They include celery with violations found on 38.5% of samples, Carrots with a 21.4% violation rate and raisins with 29.4% violation rate. The violation rate for imported foods was at 10.4%, well above the 3.8% rate for domestic foods. Gene drives okay to control non-native species according to the public. The public is more apt to support gene drive technology if it's limited in scope and aimed at non-native insects. According to new research from North Carolina State, Gene drives are genetic modification techniques that can be used to drive a genetic trait or characteristic through a given insect pest population to help commercial crop production by squelching harmful pest effects, that according to the university in a news release. Zach Brown, assistant professor of agriculture and resource economics at NC State, said a survey of more than a 1,000 American adults showed that over half of them supported controlled gene drive systems targeting non-native species. Here's today's He Said It. I come from the number one agriculture community in the United States, and I can tell you that our farmers are supportive of the president getting a good trade deal with China. American farmers have his back, and more importantly, he has theirs. That House GOP leader, Kevin McCarthy of California. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, September 16th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.